Welcome to LOA Today. Walt Thiessen and Life Coach Wendy Dillard here. Today is July 23rd, 2018, Monday. It's the second uh, daily dose of happiness on this Monday, July 23rd, 2018, 4 p.m. Eastern Time. And uh, we are shaking things up around here. We're, We're starting to shift and move and twist and turn to provide even more interesting people for you to listen to as you listen to the podcast every day because Wendy, uh, talked to me when was it about a week ago you first talked to me i can't remember exactly when Mm -hmm. it was about how you wanted to cut back a little bit you still wanted to do the podcast just not quite as often and so we've been kind of going back and forth about what's the right combination and so forth and came up with it and reached out to a couple of people who a few people who are co-authors of the book and bang boom everything got filled like boom we got a new schedule holy cow what's going on here wow (laughs) and you know honestly while that actually is part of my project x expansion Oh, how's that? Well, because I was really feeling for where whatever uh, my new career is going to hold, mm-hmm. I'm going to need more time available in big chunks. Oh. chunks of time. Yeah, sure. And so that's yeah. why I asked to go down to just two days a week, so I would have um, four days solid: Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday, to work on projects that may come to me. So this week so, is kind of a transition week. You're going to be doing Monday, Wednesday, and Thursday. This week, and then we and get Friday. You know, well, or, I, or is our new gal going to do Friday? Linda's going to start, start Friday. Friday. Yeah. We're, um, oh, we're, 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 one of our newest people is Linda Armstrong, who is also a coach, and uh, she's going to be uh, doing the Friday 4 p.m. show. And yeah, she's going to be around on Friday. I mean, Wendy, you might you you can be there too if you'd like to. I mean, kind of handing the baton <laughs> or something. No, that's okay. I'm going to give it to Linda. It's okay. Just, you know, ever since uh, we all became co-authors. She is somebody in particular that every time I saw her picture, I just felt, um, what's the right word, a connection with her. Oh, really? I felt there was something really cool about her. Yeah. So I'm really delighted that she's one of the people who's going to like uh, take my spot. Like, yay, that's yeah. very cool. Yeah, she's a, she's a good choice, I think. And then the other one is a really dynamic choice. Um, I just got to know her for the first time on the phone. We've, of course, exchanged emails and so forth with the book project. But Patricia Framo is going to be doing the Monday afternoon slot. And I got to tell you, after talking with her the other day, actually yesterday, I mean, she is she has lots of energy. She, I mean, just she is a very dynamic presence, and I think it's going to really give us a one more powerful perspective to the pool of perspective we have among our co-hosts. So it, mm-hmm. it just grows. It's going to be good. Oh, my gosh. So you're going to go from five co-hosts to seven. I know. How about that? Like you were saying yeah. before, the, before the show, I, I have more um, free coaching than anybody on the planet. I think it's wonderful. <laughs> <laughs> That's so the truth. That is so awesome. I'm thrilled for you. You, know, you created this show because it's something you wanted to do. And why shouldn't you get like wonderful benefits from it? Because you're giving each one of us co-hosts, you know, an opportunity to expand our reach and, and just express ourselves. So, I mean, it's definitely a win for us as hope as co-hosts with you um, and you get free coaching. So there's the win-win, you know, all the way around. That's true. Well, actually I expand it beyond that because I'm not the only one who gets the free coaching. Every one of our listeners gets it really when you come down to it, because every single listener gets to hear all this great advice you guys are giving out. So I, I just consider it a win, 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 win. That's all the listeners, by the way, win, 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 win. 
I would agree. Very cool. <laughs> it is. It's fun. Actually, <sighs> yeah. interesting thing, though. I never really thought about um, doing the show to get free coaching. That was never part of my mindset. You know why I first reached out to coaches, particularly to Joel first a number of years back, and then to David, and then you guys, and so on and so forth? You know why I did that? I, do I did it because I knew that law of attraction coaches have extensive training, are very well versed in the topic, know it backward, forward, upside down, and right side up, which meant all the discussion was going to be like taking an advanced graduate level course in law of attraction. And that's what I wanted. I wanted the information to be fabulous, far more than I could give by myself. And I wanted also to be able to play off of somebody else because that way, if I'm not the one who has to give all the information, and that's probably a good idea because you guys know it better than I do. If I don't have to be the one doing that, then I can kind of sit back and I can be like the active audience member. I can be the person who's participating and making some jokes and kind of getting you guys to laugh and do stuff like that. I can do the stuff that I enjoy doing most. So that, well, that for me was the calculation. Guy, well. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's what the calculation was and it's working. I mean, we have uh, hundreds of people now who are our loyal subscribers. We see it in the numbers and you know, we continue to hope to grow it and get excited and keep growing it and get more excited and keep growing it until I don't know when, until it just keeps expanding out of sight. It's just going to become this big balloon that gets bigger and bigger. <laughs> wow, that's exciting. Yeah. Very exciting. Cool. So, so what other stuff, stuff did, um what other stuff, you know, popped for you over the weekend? Anything cool? Well, this particular uh journey of, of evolving uh, who the co-hosts are and expanding the schedule in terms of uh, putting more people into the schedule, that process has had a positive effect. Um, I mean, already, I already get a lot just by doing two podcasts a day. It's like two day, two parts during the day where I just easily get that lift in my emotional set point or in my emotional range, right? And so knowing that not only am I going to get that, but I'm also going to get it with new vantage points and new viewpoints, view which I always love, that part's good. But also just the process of getting them, that was good. I mean, that those were all opportunities. Each one of the conversations I had, sending the emails and so forth, they were all opportunities where I was getting the feeling of being in that high vibrational place. So mm -hmm. I got a lot of benefit out of just doing that part. That That's really been my focus, and it's paid off. <laughs> it's paying off very nicely, actually. <laughs> Nice payoff. Yeah, yeah, really good. How about you? I have had a, a, a greater continuation of my expansion on my new career. Mm -hmm. uh, actually, expansion on the new man in my life, all in the feeling realm. I mean, all like, I guess it was starting Thursday, I started telling people at my job that I was leaving. And I got to tell you, there's nothing like putting it out there even before I give my official resignation to make it very real. Because I already feel like I, I'm done. Oh, sure. Yeah. You know, so the next couple of weeks is going to be a little bit um, unique in that I'll have my foot in two doors in a way because I'm really, I know I'm leaving. And at the same time, I've already been feeling the expansiveness internally of what it feels like to be doing my new career because um, I've started doing, I've actually started taking some actions that have felt appropriate to do. And I'm writing a training right now on the a law training. of attraction. No kidding. I'm writing a training. Mm -hmm. It's something that I promised my um, people who subscribe to my email list, which I have not yet started, is that I would, uh, uh, I don't want to say how I entice them, but I said, hey, if you want some free training on how to become a masterful, deliberate creator, sign up here. Uh-huh. 
And so that's what I've started doing is I've been writing um, my training emails. And I realize it's not like other people's emails where you get on a list and they sell you stuff. This is a heart project, meaning this is coming from the depth of my heart of what it is that I want to express about how the law of attraction really works. Not any fluff. I'm giving real stuff. I'm tr doing my best to put um, real illustrations and real examples to certain principles. And I'm trying to lay it out in a way that I haven't seen anybody else do. And so, you know, as I get further along in this and I'm ready to actually um, publish the emails, I'll definitely mention it on the, the podcast a number of times so that people can go to my um, my website and sign up. Very right good. now, if they do, nothing's going to happen. So I'm not recommending everybody <laughs> rush to it at the moment. Um, you don't advocate hurry happens, up and wait, huh? Is that the idea? No, because <laughs> if you get on there, nothing will happen. Mm. Your email address will come to me. But then I'm going to have to send you another email ad, uh, another email saying, oops, um, not ready yet. <laughs> <laughs> but once I am, I'm going to open the flood doors. Everybody will be welcome. And I'm going to start providing multiple emails, like, and each one will be a piece of training, um, one success of building after the other. Okay. So in other words, it'll start, I mean, it's like start, middle, end. I don't even know if there's an end, <laughs> <laughs> but I'm just creating them in, in what my, some people may not know what an autoresponder series is, but it's where I create emails that every time someone brand new signs up, they will receive the same emails in order and it won't matter when they signed up because right. it's, it's automated. Right. You know, and that's, that's something I had been studying for a long time, which is how to actually do that. And I know how to do it, and I'm putting it in place right now, and it's very fun. It's very exciting. And what's really the coolest part of it for me, because obviously I know this stuff. I'm just, like, putting it in writing form. Mm -hmm. But as I'm thinking about people reading this, I'm thinking, you know, mostly I'll have people who are new to Law of Attraction or have heard about it, but they want to understand how to use it to become a deliberate creator. But because I don't, I can't, I don't have them right in front of me where they can ask me questions or I could see their face like, eh, they're not getting it yet. Or I can mm -hmm. hear their, the tone of voice that lets me go, yeah, I think I need an example. Mm -hmm. I'm thinking up examples and I'm putting things in there and I'm blown away by the stuff that's coming to me. Nice. Like I was kind of giving my story and I was talking about how, you know, I had always been pretty good at creating what I wanted, but it came with a lot of willpower and determination and lots of hard work. And the older I got, the more I kept thinking there had to be an easier way. <laughs> and the example that I used, because when I found the law of attraction, I felt like I had the easy button. And here's the example that came to me. You could climb up 102 stories to get to the top of the Empire State Building and do it by the stairs. Or you can take the elevator. This is true. I've done both. And actually. I'm like, <laughs> that is, oh, good for you. <laughs> well, I was also 12 years the, old at the time. so. <laughs> <laughs> but that's the difference between the way I used to live my life trying to get stuff to happen versus how I live today. 
Today, I live knowing exactly where the elevator is, and I just push the button and I go there. But it used to be it was a manual, laborious effort, you know, because if you only have two or three stories to climb, it's not that big of a deal. But 102? Yeah, that'll wake you up. That's a lot. Oh, yeah. I mean, I remember working in an office building and the fire alarm went off and I was on the 16th floor and going down 16 floors nearly killed me. (laughs) I mean, coming up, you know, it was when we got the all clear that came up in the elevator, but I was in pain for two days after walking down 16 flights of stairs. (laughs) And that you think going down is easier. Actually, so, it's anyway, not. Interestingly enough, whether you're hiking or climbing stairs or whatever, yeah, the, the muscles are quite different. And going down actually yeah. is often more difficult than climbing up, which is really strange, but it's mm. true. Well, so anyway, what I'm what I'm gaining from my writing process is how I'm getting more connected with my material. I'm getting more connected to these concepts. And like wherever there's little teeny pieces that I'm like, hmm, what is the answer to that? I'm having to really dig in and, and get receive guidance so I can provide some real wonderful clarity mm. on what the law of attraction is all about and how to make it work. And you kind of so answered one question that I had in my mind, too, uh, when you talked about that you thought that your likely readers were going to be people who are relatively new to the law of attraction. Because I wondered who your target was. Who who were you going to write for? And that's always a bit of a loaded question because there are certain assumptions that are built into it that may or may not be valid assumptions. But nevertheless, most people, when they write, they're right thinking about one particular person or one particular group of people that they're imagining that they're writing to. And the more that they can, in a sense, flesh those people out and make them real, make them three-dimensional, the easier it is to write stuff to that persona, to that personality. And that, that's, So that's what I was curious to know. I actually have one person that I used to work with. He's not at the company anymore. Um, and I don't think he knew anything about law of attraction, but he and I were fun. We had fun being colleagues. And so I was telling him about this project, you know, of setting up my website and setting up this opt-in form. And he's like, oh, I want to see. And so he signed up. Of course, that was four years ago, and I haven't done anything yet. <laughs> but in the, in the back of my mind, he's who I think about. He's the person. He he's a newbie, but he was intrigued, and so he was interested. And that's a great um, way to write, by the way. That's a fabulous way. When you have when you know a particular person and you know a lot of their characteristics and their interests and what motivates them and all that kind of stuff, that really helps. It makes it a lot easier to focus your writing in a way that's meaningful because now it's as if you're yeah. talking to a real person, which you are really. Yes. And I also think the majority of people who sign up are going to people be people who found my website by maybe typing in keywords where they were looking for coaching or they were looking for law of attraction. One mm-hmm. or one or the other is how pretty much anybody's going to find me. Right, right. So, you know, I'm not like I know my sister was reading some of my stuff and she goes, well, I understand it because I know you and I've been around you a long time, but I don't know if the average person would <laughs> would really understand this. And my thought to myself was the average person who went seeking for me will understand this. Yeah. But the average person on the street who's not seeking and open to this, that's not who I'm writing for. And they wouldn't understand it. And they probably wouldn't want to read it. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's just the way it works, you know. Yeah. 
it's kind of like writing a, a sports almanac for somebody who's into knitting. It, you, you can write it, right. you can try, but you're just not going to get very far. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and then I had another cool thing. Um, uh, this gal connected with me on LinkedIn and she starts out with, do we know each other? <laughs> Which I thought that was kind of funny. And she kind of named a couple of things about her that might cue me in. And I responded and I said, the moment I saw your name, I knew who you were. Um, but of course, her telling me those other things kind of validated it. But we had we had connected years ago. I remember going to her house for something specific. And, oh, no kidding. Um, so we're going to connect tonight by phone. And... I, I don't know. It's like just because we knew each other once is not sufficient reason for me to be excited that I want to talk to somebody. Mm-hmm. But with her, I have some excitement. I kind of read her LinkedIn profile and I thought, hmm, sounds like she's expanded into all sorts of new things. And I'm wondering how we might be able to serve one another today as who we are and what we're exploring. Hey, so, you never know. I love exploratory conversations with people. And that's mm-hmm. what she and I are going to, at least that's my intention for tonight. She might be thinking we're going to catch up, but I'm like, let's explore how we can play together. <laughs> well, plus you have to have some, some rather, you know, s- sufficient background to do catching up. Otherwise catching up takes about 30 seconds. <laughs> it does, there, if right. there is enough overlap <laughs> there, I mean, well, yeah, I saw you at that meeting you know, a year ago. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. That was a good meeting. Yeah. Well, there you are. You're done. You caught up. <laughs> Yeah, I'm looking forward to that. But, you know, I think the biggest thing that has changed for me in the last less than a week is how grounded I feel in my new career. Now, my business name is Live Your Destiny, and I feel like I'm in Live Your Destiny. I feel like I'm living my destiny. Mm. I've embodied Mm. my business name. I've embodied where I've been wanting to go for a really long time. That's good. It is amazing when the feelings catch up to where you want to be. Wow. I mean, because nothing in a sense has physically changed, and yet everything has changed. What is it about the feelings that are different in this case? I mean, because we always have feelings that we're adjusting to different things going on, but you're talking as if in this case the feelings are are like they're accelerated or or enhanced in some way. Yeah, it's like I'm already in my new business. I'm not waiting to get there. It's no longer the future. I feel I'm in the now. It's a present tense experience. Um, and so my present tense is both in my day job as well as my, my new career. Um, but I guess the biggest difference is when I talked about my future career, it was always in the future. I was excited about it. I was totally excited about it. Couldn't wait for it. Mm-hmm. But now it doesn't feel like it's the future anymore. Mm-hmm. It's, it's now. And that has a very different feeling. Um, let's see, how do I describe it? So like before, when I was very grounded in my day job, that felt so real that nothing I thought about for the future compared to the what is of the day job. Okay. okay yeah. So I now have more of what is feeling on the new career, because it's not in the future anymore for me. It's now right here. It's today. It's Monday, July 23rd. Mm-hmm. I'm in my new career today. 
I'm doing the things that I would do for my new career today. I'm thinking the thoughts I would think for my new career today. Okay. And that's the biggest difference because before when I thought about my new career, it was never in the today. It was always in the someday tomorrow. And and the, the today feels different because it's today, but is there anything specific about the feeling that makes it unusual, unique, surprising? It feels real. It feels real. It feels real. Okay. It feels real. It's kind of like you do a podcast, you know, 11 times a week. Mm -hmm. So how it feels to know that you own a podcast and you operate a podcast 11 times a week has a certain feeling to it. I guess it does. I didn't really ever label it that way, but you're right. It does. But and before I you ever did it, when you were just thinking about it, it had one feeling. But then once you started doing it, it had a different feeling. Then when you expanded to many more co-hosts, it had another feeling. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Each one of those feelings was very real because it was what is. It was what was really taking place. It was the new what is. Yes. Well, Abraham often talks about, you know, that humans uh, get tripped up on what is itis. <laughs> and the way they talk about it is when you're wanting to do something new in the future, oftentimes you have a hard time really making what's in the future feel real because you're so focused on what is. Mm -hmm. And that was the difference. I was so aware I was still in a W-2 employee corporate relationship. That felt more real to me than the new career that I would, I would say was coming or was in the works. And now I would say that my new career feels more real than the corporation that I've worked for. That doesn't even feel as real. I know I'm still there, but it doesn't even feel like I'm still there. I feel like in a way I'm going through the motions, but it's <laughs> like, do I still work here? Aren't I done yet? Yeah, I But think my new thing, it feels real. Anybody who's gone through a change of career for whatever reason knows that feeling. That feeling that you, you, it's almost like you've extended your stay at the old job too long and it's like, why do I keep mm -hmm. showing up at this thing? I mean, I know there's a reason for it, but it, it feels like I've already separated from it. Well, and I had one gal I was talking to today because I wanted to give her the heads up. And she said, well, you know, I've known in other circumstances when somebody very valuable wanted to exit that HR would come back with, well, what if we upped your pay? Mm -hmm. And what if we did these certain things for you? She said, is there anything that someone can say to you to get you to stay? Which I thought was a really excellent question that she asked me. Sure. And I said, no, it's not about the money. It's not about the prestige. It's not about a title change. There's really nothing that they can do to keep me now. Maybe years ago, but anything they offer now, too little, too late. Because I said, I have such a sense of resolve. Mm. I am living in my new business already. It is a done deal. You know, and she went, whoa, when you said the word resolve, I knew there was nothing anybody could do to coax you to stay. I said, yeah, nothing. <laughs> yeah. You know, I'm not coaxable. Because it wasn't like, oh, I'm leaving because I'm not getting enough money. or It wasn't any of those typical things. It's like, that is no longer a match for me. And I'm going to where I am a match. And I am now in the thing that is a match for me. Like when I was writing this weekend, doing my email story, my law of attraction training, as I was writing, I was lost in it. 
I had no idea what time it was. I didn't know what day it was. I was lost in the writing going, this is me. This is what feels like me. So mm-hmm. just okay. bathing myself in that, you know, actually it was only Sunday I did that. It was like, whoa, it felt magnificent. Very good. And I love it. Yeah. yeah. Well, I got to ask you too, with the email presentation course thing, whatever, do you have a name for that yet? Or is that not even a working title perhaps? You mean the emails I'm going to be sending out? Right, right. Yeah, you're, it's almost like it's a course, sort of, but it's 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 a series uh-huh. of of trainings. What, do you have a name for it? It's a, it's, a, it's a training to become a masterful, deliberate creator. Okay. I mean, that's what the topic is. You know. That's good. I, I, I don't know. I I mean, it's kind of like I'm just in it, doing it. I haven't thought about what it is. Um. I realize I'm not like other people who are sending out emails saying, oh, here's how my week went, and oh, I'm going to sell this, or oh, I'm going to be at this place, and why don't you come visit me, or I'm offering this course, why don't you come pay me money, and I'll show you something or teach you something. I'm really giving free content, free training, and on a business level, it feels like, well, that's a dumb thing to do. But I'm following my guidance, and so I know it's the right thing to do. Oh, I know it's a smart thing to do. I I mean, I have enough marketing background to know when you give away good, solid, free content, what you're really doing is doing a filtering mechanism on potential people who might be interested in you. And the filter basically taps into who are the people who resonate with, with the material you put out. Those people, when they become part of your list become the best possible list you can have. Because when you get those people excited, the people who really resonate with that information you're putting out, then you don't even have to worry about marketing anything. All you have to do is just announce the next thing you're doing and they're there. And if it's something for sale, they'll buy it. You don't even have to sell the darn thing anymore because it's such a close match to who they are. And on one hand, I'm very aware of that. And on the other, I choose not to focus on that because... Yeah, it's smart. Yeah, I, I just want to focus on what feels good to me. Absolutely. And I know the rest will fall in place. Exactly. That, that's the way you do it. Even that. though I don't really believe in the idea, just build it and they will come. I have heard that in my head, I don't know how many times over the last several days. It'll just like pop off, just build it and they'll come. It's just true. Just build it, they'll come. It is true. And I'm like, okay, I don't even know what I'm building and I don't know where they're going to go. <laughs> but you know what? <laughs> I'm writing, I'm having fun, and we'll see where it takes me. Well, as soon as you're done building it, then you'll know what it is, and then you can tell us what it is. That'll be good. (laughs) (laughs) Got it. (laughs) You got it. I guess I will not leave our podcast audience out. Once it's ready for publication, I'll let you know. <laughs> no, I mean, I, I wasn't suggesting that you, you were going to treat this as, as a marketing opportunity. Quite the contrary. I was just simply saying one reason why it's such a good idea to do what you're doing. I mean, those who say that you shouldn't give away all that free content are missing that boat that I'm describing. Because that boat really is where ultimately you start building the pool of people who, out of whom come your future clients. And that's really mm-hmm. what you want. You want your future clients to be able to find you. Well, you're, you're building your pool right there. That's a good thing. Well, I remember when I worked for a broadcast radio station, and it was talk radio, and Saturday and Sundays were days where like, individual companies could purchase 
30 minutes or an hour block of time. And they could just talk about whatever it is that their company did because mm-hmm. they were paying for the time. It wasn't like Monday through Friday when it was the radio station that paid for the radio personalities time. Saturday and Sunday was completely different. And I remember there was a company, there is still is a company called TexasLending.com and they're a mortgage company. And because I worked in the station, you know, I'd met the owner and I'd, because they'd come in to like cut, you know, create commercials and that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And every week I was enthralled because I was not yet a homeowner, but a couple years before it happened, I started listening to this radio show and they basically were telling you how to um, get a good mortgage. You know, what were the cur- the curricular things or the, the criteria and how do you know when you're getting a good interest rate and what different options do you have and all these different things that having never been a homeowner, I didn't know mm-hmm. until I listened. Mm-hmm. And I remember every time they'd say, and you want to make sure that your mortgage broker knows X, Y, and Z, and that they do A, B, and C. Well, when it was time for me to buy a home, of course I went to them. Of course. Because I I didn't want to go to another mortgage company and go, hey, I listened to these guys called TexasLending.com, and I just want to make sure you're doing the following things that they said are good to do. <laughs> right. Exactly. I'm like, why not just go to the people who just do that anyway? And I don't have to ask them, are you doing these things to cover my butt and make sure I'm getting the best blah, 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 blah. And it was a great experience with them. And well, even so much that they had a realtor because I didn't have a realtor because <laughs> I didn't know I needed a realtor to buy a house. I had already found the house I wanted. And they said, well, you know, it would actually be to your advantage to work with a realtor because then they'll help negotiate the deal. And I'm like, oh, yeah. huh, well, cool. And if you remember from my story, when I told the realtor that I lost my job the day before we made the right. offer, yeah. he didn't freak out. He just went, hmm, well, your job then is to get a job before we close. And I went, okay. <laughs> <laughs> and so if it weren't for TexasLending.com, I would never have met that particular realtor who made it a no big deal thing that I had lost my job and he was still moving forward, you know, to get us this house. And so anyway, my point is that was one of the things that I learned at that radio station, which is the best calling card anyone can have is when they are doing what they do, sharing what they share, you know, sharing their passion and their love for something. When you need their services, you know that's the only person you're ever going to go to. Oh, exactly. I mean, the you same, know, the same thing actually happened with, with finding the co-host. The new co-hosts that are filling in your, your slots that you're leaving behind on Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. When I spoke with Linda today, I spoke to her earlier today. When we spoke, one of the first things she told me, I, I probably am um, getting the wording wrong because I, I don't remember exactly what she said, but the gist of it was this. I've had a lot of calls, she said, a lot of emails and such from people wanting me to do podcasts. And I said, well, that's great. That's really good. She said, and, and she, she went around that for, you know, a, a couple sentences. And then she said, and when it came down to it, I figured I would talk to somebody I already know, and I already know you. Now, that's an interesting comment because literally, like you and I have never met in person, she and I have never met in person. The connection that we have is that she is one of the authors of the book that we put out this past May, Your Daily Dose of Happy, Real Success Stories of the Law of Attraction. And the extent of how much we know each other 
is that she and I exchanged emails and I published her story and her stories actually she had two in the book and that was it that that's our connection and out of that she feels like she knows me and I'm, I'm not making fun of that or anything I'm just, just simply saying look how little it takes I mean we have this connection it's yeah. a good one it's a very good connection but look how little it takes for somebody to feel like they really know you you know and we've never met I, well, I mean I, I'm not even sure I think I know what she looks like from her picture that's about it <laughs> Well, and like the gal I'm going to talk to tonight, she had some words about marketing on her profile, and I'm like, ooh, I kind of want to pick her brain. Oh, yeah, there you and go. I was thinking just exactly what you're saying. Why do I want to pick her brain mm -hmm. versus anyone else? And I'm like, because I already know her. Yeah, exactly. And I'm like, even though I haven't seen her in probably 12 years, doesn't really matter because I know her. I know enough about her character to know how I can position conversation, you know, and it won't offend her. Um, and there is an acquaintance level friendliness that's already there in place, that's you right. know, and there's a lot yeah. to be said about the people that, you know, because what do they say? Um, who, you know, like, and trust is who you do business with. That's, yeah, that's very often true. That happens an awful lot in life. Yeah. Yeah. And like I had my plumber come today, he fixed something in my house. And as he was leaving, I said, you know, I mean, first of all, he's been my plumber for a long time, and heaven forbid he should ever leave me because I adore <laughs> him. And I joke with him. I said, you know, I never like when things break in my house, but I love when you're the one who gets to come and repair it. <laughs> oh, and he's nice. like, oh, thanks. And I said, well, speaking of, you know, needing stuff done, I said, you know, I'm looking for somebody to do some landscaping, and I want that same company to do a water irrigation system for me. And I said, here's my assumption, and tell me if you think I'm right. I said, to me, you're like the 1% of really higher echelon service. I mean, you are so good at what you do, and I trust you so implicitly. And I said, would I be correct in assuming that because you do plumbing, you probably network on some level with people who do other kinds of home repair or, you know, such as, and I told him about the landscaping, and he said, yeah, I think I know some people. I said, because my assumption would be that if you had someone you would recommend to me, you would not put your recommendation on anybody who didn't do the level of work that you do. And I said, yeah, you are right. And I said, so do you have anyone for me? He goes, yeah, tell me what you need. And he goes, I won't just give you one reference. I'll give you two so you can pick. And I went, <laughs> oh, love that. But, you know, there is something so valuable about the people you do know, even if you barely know them. Now, if you add in it the fact that you are a person who is very much in touch with her own inner being, with her higher self or whatever you, whatever the current term is that you use. I'm not sure which term you're using right now. <laughs> <laughs> but because you do that, oh. because you have the, the connection and, and you're able to actually have conversations, which I'm still jealous about, you're actually able to converse with your inner being and get, you know, full sentence answers and so forth. You can check with that inner being to find out, okay, Absolutely. which one should I go with? Which one's the better one? And you'll, you're going to get a good um, recommendation as a result of that. So you're combining two really powerful uh, modalities together. One, getting recommendations from somebody you trust. And then two, getting recommendations from the inner being you trust the most about the recommendations. That, that guarantees a <laughs> slam dunk, really. Well, and who's not to say that I didn't have this small little plumbing issue to bring my guy out so I could ask him this question 
so we could have this conversation sure. so I could get the references for the next piece of work that I wanted to oh, do. Yeah. I mean, to me, law of attraction is in a constant place of networking. We're all being networked with people, places, things, ideas, concepts, billboards, you know, all sorts of things. And, you know, there's no way we can completely unravel it all to really know how detailed the orchestration is being done on our behalf. But I know it is. Yeah, I mean, try, I I, I, I've, I've often thought about that. Trying to unravel those little threads is kind of like trying to unravel the world's largest ball of string. And you can try to do it, <laughs> but God help you. <laughs> well, and you know what? So many people have attempted the question by sitting in the hot seat with Abraham and wanting to know how did the world begin or wanting to know any aspect of our world. Mm -hmm. And I think Abraham has pretty much had the same answer every time. We can't possibly go back and undo it to figure out where it started because it has morphed and changed and expanded so many times. It's like the thread. There is no thread to take you back to where it once began. Way too many things have changed, you know. And it's I never think a that's single thread. Cool. It, it's never just one thread. It, it's always a number of different threads, threads, a large number of threads. And one thread goes this far, and then another thread picks up and goes that far. And there's 15 others going that way and 17 others going that way. And, the, and the, some of them are tied together and some of them aren't even connected to each other. And, and they're all this great big mesh of threads. I mean, at what point do you decide that it's no longer a mesh of threads and decide that instead it's some sort of fabric? Good question. I mean, because if you think, and I know a little bit about, you know, looms that create fabric started with threads and some of those threads, depending on what they're made of, started out on a sheep yeah. <laughs> or started on a cotton farm. Right. You know, and well, the cotton, where did that come from? From seeds. Where did those seeds come from? You know, I mean, it's just, it's wild to think about how many uh, transitional stages something has been through to get you to where you are today. Mm -hmm. And yet where we are today is not the end. This is just the the jumping off place for what's coming next. Yeah, it's the, the latest step. Welcome to the step. It is the latest step. Yeah, <laughs> it is the latest step. So, like, even when I think about Project X, which I may continue to talk about for a very long time, because even though Project X is, like, right here in my lap and I can taste it, feel it, touch it, and I'm starting to work the steps, that work the business of Project X, um, it's going to continue to expand. It's going to continue to grow. I, I already know that where I am with it today is just the infancy stage to get me rolling. But there are so many more things to come, and I have vision of many of them, and they will take on a very different format. Because as much as I am a coach, and I don't know that I've ever said this here before, as much as I am a coach and I love coaching, I'm a businesswoman. I have always wanted to be operating and owning a business. I love the process of business and I want to build a business to the point that it's such an incredible asset that it can be sold for a really huge sum of money because that's the process of business. Mm -hmm. And I learned that from Robert Kiyosaki reading his books, Rich Dad, Poor Dad and Cashflow Quadrant. Mm -hmm. yep. And I mean, I read those probably 20 years ago and I picked it up recently and just started rereading parts of it. 
And it's amazing how I am still just as excited about the process of building a business as I am about coaching and the excitement I have when I help somebody turn a corner and they see the world from a different vantage point and it frees them to live more happily. You know, it's like both of those are just very, very exciting to me. So part of, not part of, Project X and the coaching piece, like I said, is the infancy step. But where I'm going is I'm a, I'm about to build a really big empire. Very cool. The, the emp- you know how um, Star Wars has the Empire Strikes Back? Right. Well, this is the empire for me has begun. Because ah. <laughs> I think I shared one time how I had what I called my end game. And I just kept saying, it's like, I thr- like, if I was pitching with my right arm, it's like, I just see it like way out there. And my inner being said, why is it so far away? Why does it have to be out there? And I'm like, well, doesn't it? And it's like, no, I'm like, okay, where can it be? And I got now, I'm like, I can do the end game now. It doesn't have to be the end game. It doesn't even have to be the end. It could be the now. And it's like, yeah. And I'm like, huh? Wow. And, you know, that took nothing for my inner being to share that with me. But it took some time for me to wrap my head around those, that idea because hmm. I had it way out there. I, I lived in a very linear world where there was a series of, of events that needed to occur, according to me, <laughs> before I got to that point. Mm-hmm. And it was it's like I really was understanding when Abraham says that for the law of attraction, it's no more effort to create a castle as it is creating a button. And that was kind of the concept that came home to me because I used to see my, what I called my end game is a really big business that felt so beyond my capacity and capabilities and resources. And when my inner being was saying, bring it into the now, let's start creating that now. I'm like, whoa, okay. I thought I had to create the button first and then I'd go for the castle. (laughs) And now I'm learning I can have the castle first and I may not even need the button. <laughs> wow. <laughs> well, considering your past career as a costume designer, you already had the button. You had a lot of buttons. I got lots of buttons. I got button boxes, button <laughs> containers. I got lots of buttons. <laughs> See, the only thing you lack right now is a theme song. We'll just borrow from John Williams, right? You know, <laughs> Oh, it's so all good. It just amazes me. Life is so grand. Um, And it keeps getting better. That's the best part, isn't it? It keeps getting better, yeah. It gets better and better every day. By the way, before (laughs) we go on... What do you want to talk about today? (laughs) (laughs) Well, we we should probably get to the book, because we we usually do talk about the book at some point during the podcast, even if it's 45 minutes in. (laughs) But before we get to the book, I just want to take a moment to say to our listeners, particularly those of you who are new listeners, if you have not yet become a subscriber, a free subscriber to the podcast, you want to join the club, because we got a lot of them, and they love it, and we know they love it because they keep downloading and playing all the episodes. So join the club because when you do, you get access instantly on your iPhone or on your Android or tablet or whatever device you use. You get instant access to all of the episodes as they get published and they get published every day. Well, almost every day. We don't do them on Saturday yet, although that will eventually come. But for the moment, you get 11 shows a week and those 11 shows, people are loving them. They're getting a lot out of them. And it's so simple, too. You just go to the homepage at LOAToday.net and the instructions are right there. 
it takes a minute. It's really simple. It's free. And when you're all done, you become a member of the greatest club on the face of the earth. Subscriber <laughs> to the LOA Today podcast. So take a moment and subscribe, and you'll be glad you did. So we are... At this point, uh, 15 minutes left in the show, it's time to look at the book, because that's what we theoretically do, right? We're working through the book, and, and we're actually we're running out of book. I, I mean, I mentioned that last time, but I think we're down to about 18 pages, so you know, we're, we're savoring the last few pages of the book. How about that? <laughs> mm-hmm. But we are in... Okay, I, already, I, I think I already know the next book we're going to go to, so... <laughs> oh, you already have that in mind? Okay, well, let me know when, uh-huh. you, you know, uh-huh. when we're done with the show. I, I don't want to give the secret away, but you know, I got to know, right? Okay. Okay. <laughs> so we're at part five, which is about segment intending of the law of attraction, the basics of the teachings of Abraham, which uh, both Wendy and I agree, this is the best primer on the law of attraction out there, apart from the upcoming email course that she's putting together. But besides that one, this is the best one that's out there. And uh, in, in this book, we're in a subsection that's entitled, this is an interesting title, Can I Segment Intend Around Unplanned Interruptions? Unplanned interruptions. Interesting. Let's see what it has to say. This is one of those dialogues. Jerry says, so let's take a situation in which people truly want to have a feeling of an orderly progression forward, but their intentions are quite often diverted by what I call unplanned interruptions. What sort of segment intention would you suggest in a situation like that? Hmm. And Abraham says, well, of course, as your segment intending becomes more defined and as you get better at it, you will automatically have far fewer interruptions. That's interesting. Mm-hmm. Uh, you have been encouraging the interruptions because of your lack of segment intending in the past. As you begin your day envisioning free-flowing, smooth-flowing experiences, you will have eliminated some of those interruptions already. And for those interruptions that come forth, you can deal with those segments by segment simply by saying at the beginning of the interruption, this will be a brief this will be brief, and I will not lose my train of thought. I will not lose the momentum that I had set forth. I will deal with this quickly and efficiently, and I will get on with it, that, or I will get on with what I was doing. That was an interesting sentence in that first paragraph. You have been encouraging the interruptions because of your lack of segment intending in the past. That one opened my eyes when I saw that one. I was like, whoa, really? Wow. You know, I kind of get the impression as, as you know, we were reading this seg- segment here, kind of like I, I felt like they were describing um, living by default, where you just let the winds of life blow you to and fro. Whatever things occur, that's what gets your attention, and you kind of go there. And then something else gets your attention, and you kind of go there. Kind of like an ADD experience. <laughs> You're just splitting and floating, but not really staying focused on any one thing that you choose to focus on. Mm. And so I could see how if you hadn't been doing segment intending or you hadn't been focusing on anything specific, you just kind of get tossed to and fro. That's true. I can see that. Although they were talking about it, it sounded, maybe I'm just misreading this. It just sounded like they were talking about it in terms of segment intending in inconsistently but as i read it it says lack of segment intending which means not doing it at all which is by default so i think that supports your argument which just goes to show we can all read this any way we want to 
Yes, we can. <laughs> we really can. Well, now that we've uh, established that foundation, the next one kind of fills in okay. along the same lines. This one's entitled, Could Segment Intending Expand My Usable Time? Kind of like you know the corollary. Jerry says, I've said throughout the years, I wish there was a lot more of me so I could experience all of the wonderful things that I want to experience. Is there a way that we can use segment intending so we can experience more experiences? That is, so we can do more of the things we want to do. Abraham says, you will find as you become efficient with your segment intending, you will have many more hours in your day to do those things you want to do. Many of the things that you want have not been coming forth to you because you have not been giving clarity to the thought to them and attracted them. And so segment attending itself will give you that which you are seeking in this question. By being clear about what you want and no longer contradicting it with opposing thoughts, you will enable the laws of the universe to do their work. And you will not feel a need to offer so much action to compensate for inappropriate thought. By offering deliberate thought, you will harness the power of the universe and it will be and it will require far less time for you to accomplish much, much more. Many of the things that you want have not been coming forth to you because you have not given clarity of thought to them and attracted them. You know, we read that and it sounds so obvious because that's the basic message. And yet in the context of usable time, as they titled this one, in other words, having interruptions that come along and wondering if you're going to have enough hours in the day to do what you want to do. When we're in that context in real life, how is it, how is it possible? Somehow we forget that if you don't give clarity of thought to something, you don't get it. How, how do we forget that? <laughs> and yet we do. It's amazing. I mean, I, you read that and I said, well, yeah, it's obvious. Why didn't I notice that before? Well, you know, yesterday I was on such a roll with my writing. And at the same time, I had it in the back of my hand. I really wanted to talk to Rhonda. But I thought if I talk to her first, I feel like it will derail me because I'll be so excited and amped up on the conversation that she and I always have that it'll be hard for me to get settled back down and want to get into my writing. And so I purposely didn't text her, I didn't call her, I didn't email her anything to try to set up a conversation with her yesterday. And as I was writing, I was kind of going with the flow, things were moving very smoothly, and I just kept feeling this sense of, I want to talk to Rhonda, I want to talk to Rhonda. And simultaneously, it's, I want to talk to Rhonda, but, or and, I don't want to lose my mojo. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you know, I don't want to lose this flow that I have of writing. Yeah. And so it might have been 7 o'clock-ish last night, and I was on a pretty good roll, but I was starting to get a little antsy, like I needed to take a break or I wasn't going to be very productive. Mm -hmm. And just around that time, I get a text message from Rhonda. Ah. And she says, da-da-da-da-da, this is going on. And I responded and I said, is that something you want to talk about? And she goes, oh, I would love to. <laughs> so we got on the phone and we talked for a couple hours and it definitely met my uh, desire to want to chat with her. Mm -hmm. I felt very fulfilled in that area. And then it was maybe nine-ish, 9.30 and she said, oh, I, I don't know if you can get back to your writing. I hope you can. And I just said, oh, no, I'm packing it in for the night. We're done. And she went, okay. So we hang up. So I go back to my computer to, quote, pack it up, and I kept writing, <laughs> and I kept writing, <laughs> and I went through till 1130. Wow. And I went, 
That was interesting all day long. And I guess we could call this a segment intend. I don't know how deliberate I was about it, but I knew I wanted to write. I had a clarity of purpose. I wanted to write. I wanted to work these email trainings. But I simultaneously just kept getting this this sense of I want to talk with Rhonda. Like that would be truly refreshing and rejuvenating to my soul. And, you know, Jerry's talking about, you know, time and, you know, I want more time. I have to tell you, yesterday, I felt like I packed three days into one. Mm, Nice. I felt so accomplished. I felt so present. I didn't feel conflicted. I didn't feel like I'm here, but I want to be there. But I loved how the law of attraction orchestrated my day so that I got everything I wanted from my day. Well, Everything. And you also put it out there. You said, I don't want to lose my, my train of thought here. That's not what you said, but the gist of it was I right. want I want to keep you know, I want to keep this mojo, I think I you want called to keep it. The flow. I mm-hmm. want to keep the flow going. You know, and so even if I do stop what you did to, to take the call with your friend, you didn't want to lose that flow. And you got your wish. You got exactly what you asked for. Because as yeah. soon as you were done with that, that call and you went to pack it in, all of a sudden the flow started up again and up oh, time to start writing again. <laughs> Yeah, because when she said, so I don't know if you lost your whatever to keep going. And I'm like, oh, yeah. You know, it's (laughs) like I was in such a different frame of mind talking with her. Mm -hmm. I didn't think at that moment I could possibly get back to the writing because that's a very different energy for me. Sure. But just putting myself back in sitting behind the computer, sitting in my chair, it was like, well, let's just do one more thing. That that was my thought. <laughs> just one more thing, I'm just right. going to do this one more thing. And that one more thing went on for two hours. And I went, wow, I got a lot done. Mm. And I didn't think I had it in me to do another two hours. That's, and yet there it cool. all was. That's so good. It's a, in a sense, I had kind of bathed my intention all day long. Because it was kind of a continual thing in and out of my writing it's like, oh, yeah, I want to stay in the flow. I want to stay in the flow. Ooh, I want to talk to Rhonda. Okay, at some point, I'm going to need a break. Ooh, I want to stay in the flow. It's like I was, I had a very clear purpose for the day. And I managed to have that clear purpose happen. Well, and then the law of attraction delivered it to you. That's that's really the really cool thing, yeah. I think. I mean, you, you put out the request. You allowed when it felt right to you, when you really felt the need to talk to your friend. You allowed the distraction. And then the law of attraction brought you right back where you wanted to be. You right got you, you got your wish. That was great. Well, and so I don't know if this is connected, but I had another really cool thing about letting law of attraction just do what it does well. Mm-hmm. Um, I had lots of things going on today at work. I wanted to have a conversation with one of my coworkers because I wanted to give her the uh, updated notice that I'm leaving before the official notice comes out because I haven't talked to my boss. That comes tomorrow. So I wanted to talk to her. My plumber was about to come, but you know how they give you a two hour window. So I didn't know exactly when he was coming. Mm-hmm. Um, and I had some other things that I had to email some people because I have a new person who was being hired and I kind of had to check in when his laptop was being delivered. So it's like I had kind of these pieces and parts of things that all needed to occur this morning. And I, I couldn't purposely orchestrate them to make sure everything happened without me being uh, distracted while I was doing the thing I needed to do. And when it came to, I don't know when my plumber is going to come. I have a two hour window of time 
And during that, I'm supposed to do all this other stuff, but I can't be distracted with my plumber being here because when he's here, I'm I, I'm with him and I'm following him around the house, whatever. Mm-hmm. But I can't be doing my job. But I'm like, I don't know how this is all going to go together. And when I was uh, scheduling all this on Friday, I just had the intuitive sense, leave all of this to the universal manager. You know what needs to happen and let the manager of the universe orchestrate it. And normally I fight that. Normally it's, oh no, let me do it. (laughs) (laughs) And instead it was like, okay, let's see what you got. And I have to tell you, the way the whole day was orchestrated really kind of blew my mind. Nothing overlapped anything. Um, When I was on the one phone call I needed to be on, um, I got a call waiting and it was my plumber. So I said to my friend, hold on just a minute. He told me he was on his way and he said, I'll be there in about 20 minutes. I said, great. My friend and I go back to our call. And literally as we were wrapping up, I said, perfectly timed. I see my plumber pulling up right now. And it was like, great. Okay. Bye-bye. We hang up. The plumber comes. As soon as he left, the next thing popped up in my email that I needed to check. And I'm like, hot diggity. This is so incredibly cool. And I have never really relinquished my personal control of how things are scheduled until today. Well, I've been doing it little by little, but today was like the most varied pieces of things that needed to be orchestrated just perfectly. And it's like, it was my whole morning was so synchronistic. It really, it really blew my mind. That's really nice. That's good. Yeah. Yeah, So like universal manager, really, it's a really good delegator and you don't have to pay them. (laughs) (laughs) What a thought. Oh, that's funny. Well, it's like having someone else on my quote payroll and yet I don't pay them. But they're doing some of the most significant work that I could ever ask anyone to do. And according and you to take Ab- care of my calendar. And according to Abraham, you are paying them because the pay that they get is the expansion of the universe, which is what everybody wants. Love that. <laughs> so you really are paying them. Now, what I want to do, and I can't do it now because we only have about a minute and a half left, so we'll have to save this for um, for Wednesday, I guess. But I would love to explore further, not just trying to do this, let the, the universal manager do it for my day, but letting the universal manager do it for my week or my month or my quarter. That's what I would really like to get myself to the place to do and, and be confident that it's going to work out the way I want to. I just don't have enough time to talk about it today. That's all. <laughs> <laughs> that's a pretty large topic, I think, right there. But it's okay. We can save it for next time. Um, before we go, how does somebody reach out to you for some of that personal coaching? Because, I mean, now that you are actively getting ready to leave your current job and become a full-time quantum leap providing coach, well, there are probably some people who want to do those quantum leaps. How do they find you? They can find me at my website, which is wendydillard.com. You always make it so simple. That's it. I know. WendyDillard.com. If you didn't remember that, then remember this. It's WendyDillard.com. <laughs> well, that that really clarifies it, I have to say. <laughs> and, and and if you weren't sure, try WendyDillard.com. <laughs> yeah, <right. laughs> but the only thing left would be to spell it, and I don't think I think that's a little bit overkill at this point, but that's okay. Hey, this has been great. I love it. And and the the only semi somewhat melancholy part is that I know we're going to be shrinking the schedule. I won't do this as often with you, but I'll still be valuing it every time. I look forward to doing it again next it. time with you. And we you invite too. 
Oh, good. I'm glad to hear that. And we invite you to join us as well next time here on LOA Today. Goodbye, everybody. Bye-bye for now.